Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Now we've been going through the series called Basic Training, and really the whole concept of basic training came about with the reality that, you know, just sometimes that we have to get back to the basics of what we believe in life. So, for instance, if you have a football team and, and they're not doing well, what do the coaches tell them to do? they got to go back in and learn the basics of how to block and how to carry that ball and so forth. It's the same thing for you and I as Christians. When you think about the life that you and I are called to live, and it is a calling. Salvation is not just so that you have fire insurance later on, so that you have heaven later on. God has saved you. God has given you salvation so that you can live your life right now for him wherever you are, in your neighborhoods, in the places that you work, with the people that you interact. But in order to do that, you've got to have some foundational things laid down in your mind about the life that you are to live. So we've entered into this series called Basic Training, sort of like boot camp. And although I'm not a drill sergeant, I know what a drill sergeant is. My dad was a drill sergeant. I grew up in the military. And I know the screaming. I'm not going to scream at you. I might get loud, but I won't scream. But we've gone through, just like with a regular boot camp, we're going through three different phases of training. So we've looked at the first phase, which was truth. We're now in the second phase, and actually we're going to wrap up the second phase today, which is righteousness. And then we're going to enter into the third phase, which is called the mission. So truth was the foundational truths about our salvation, why we needed salvation, where we were headed without salvation, who we are now in Jesus because of salvation. Those were foundational truths. And then we've come alongside that with phase two, which is righteousness, and talked about how we're to live our lives. So we talked about our helper, which is the Holy Spirit. We talked about the reality of the prayer and the Word of God. Now, today, we're going to talk about a new focus. See, you've got to move your mind away from just thinking about the way you always have lived your life. You've got to realize that salvation is more than just heaven later on, salvation is now, and change your mind and gain a new focus of how you're to live your life right now and every day. In fact, the Apostle Paul is going to say it in this passage, you've got to put off the old man, which is the old way of life, and put on the new way of life. So that's what we're going to talk about today, the new way of life, the new focus, the reality of who you're supposed to be in Jesus, and what does that mean, and how is that exhibited in our lives? So let's look at the passage together. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 20 through 32. So notice with me what the apostle writes. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 
and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that you may impart grace to your hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Here's what we're going to look at today. Is we're going to take this passage. We can break it down into three sections. We're going to see several things. First of all, we're going to see a call. Paul's going to make a call to us an admonition, a, an encouragement. It's actually stronger than an encouragement. He's just going to flat out tell you what you need to do here. That's why I said a call. And then we're going to see what our focus needs to be. We're going to see that in verses 22 through 24. And then we're going to see how that focus is expressed in everyday life. We're going to see that in verses 25 through 32. So let's look, first of all, at what the call is. Look with me at verse 20. Here's what Paul says. But you have not so learned Christ. What's he talking about here? First of all, that word but there is referring back to what he just talked about earlier. And what he talked about earlier was the life of an unbeliever, the life of someone who doesn't know Jesus, a life of someone who basically is walking in the futility of their mind or just walking basically on their lusts and their desires and whatever they want to do. It's somebody without Jesus. And so here's what he's saying in verse 20. You're not like that. You're not like that at all. In fact, here's what he says. Recognize that you are different. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have put your faith and trust in him, and you are looking to him only for your salvation, you need to recognize something. And I know this is not a popular thing to say. You need to recognize that you are a different person. You are different than the normal people walking around the street. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. You're abnormal. Now, we don't like that because we want to be normal. But I'm going to explain something to you. You have no choice in it. If you, put, if you trusted in Jesus, you've just become abnormal. You're different. Because you're not going to live your life like they do. You're not going to live it in the futility of your mind. You're not going to live it, or at least you're not supposed to live it, according to the lusts and the desires of your flesh. You're not going to live the way they live. Because you are different. Now, does everybody understand that? Okay, here's what I want you to do. Look to your neighbor right now and say, you're different. Now, you've been wanting to tell them that, but for different reasons. Okay? Here's the reality, though. Different is good. You may want to write that one down. See, sometimes we have a concept in church that we're all supposed to be the same. No. You're a unique creature created by God. Different is good. And what he's saying here, look with me at verse 20. Here's what he's saying. 
But you have not so learned Christ. This isn't true for you because you're different. And here's the implication. You're different, verse 21 tells us, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the, as the truth is in Jesus. Here's the reality. You're different because of the gospel. You're different because of the gospel. What's the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That Jesus, the Son of God, would come, live among us, take on human flesh, live a perfect life, would go to the cross because evil men would put him on the cross, but he would go to the cross willingly in obedience to God that the penalty for our sin would be paid. He would be buried on the third day, rise again. And he's ascended to be with the Father, and one day he's coming back. And he offers to you and I salvation that can only be attained not by our actions, but our faith in what he's done for us. See, that's the gospel. And if you have trusted in Jesus Christ, if you have embraced the gospel for your life, you are different because of it. Do you understand that? You're different. There's something different about you. Haven't you noticed that? I noticed that. You are different. Some of you know that the reality of that even in your own homes because maybe you're different from your spouse in this area. And there's a pain there because of it. This is the point that Paul's trying to make there. The reality is, is you're different. See, because you're different, listen to me, this is where we're going to move on to the next verse now, verse 22 and 24. You and I need to have a new focus. We need to be different than the rest of the world and the focus the rest of the world has. Because listen, I'm going to explain something to you. The focus the rest of the world have is just whatever comes. Whatever they want, it's all about who? Themselves. And you and I know that because I was there, you were there, where it was all about us. But you have to understand, but in Christ now, it's not all about us anymore. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. And what he wants. So notice with me the new focus. We're going to see three different things here. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I read through this passage, I chose this passage because of these verses. Putting off the old, putting on the new. Well, I'll, I'll save what I'll share with you here in a moment as we get through it. Because I was blown away. Because God spoke to me. Showed me something I never saw before in this passage. I'm going to share it with you. Because it was right there. It was like, wow, how could I miss that? And I think you're going to find that it's going to be helpful to you. First thing, here's the focus. Reject the old way of living. Reject the old way of living. Look at what verse 22 says. But you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. Let's take that one apart for a moment. This is where I got that statement, reject the old way of living. Here's what he's saying. He's, he's almost... He's almost likening it to putting on and putting off clothes here. That's what the image is here. So, it, basically, if we, were, if we were to bring it down to everyday talking right here in Kerbinsville, what is Paul saying here? He's saying here, take off the grubbies of the way you used to live your life. Take off the work clothes. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Some of you, you work and you get dirty and, and, you, and, and, and when you come home you smell. Th those are the grubbies, aren't they? You're either smelling like diesel, or you're smelling like something else, or you're smelling like sweat. Your honey won't hug you until you get a shower. You know what I'm talking about. And here's what he's saying. Take it off. 
Because he's not talking about the grubbies of work here. He's talking about the old you and the way that you used to live your life, and you used to live your life according to whatever you wanted to do, according to whatever your flesh wanted, whatever the desires there were that you wanted to do that day. If I want to sit around and watch TV, I'll watch TV. But usually what happens when you live according to your flesh and the desires of your flesh, you end up what? Sinning. You end up doing wrong. And notice something. Look with me. Verse 22. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. The implication there of that verse is, is that as I continue to do just what I want to do, I'm becoming more corrupt as time goes by. Have you noticed that with people? Maybe they were raised right, and then all of a sudden they started doing a few wrong things, and before you know it, they're really way off into doing wrong things. It just didn't happen overnight. It's a gradual process. Why? Because they're becoming more corrupt, more corrupt in their actions. This is what he's saying here. See, that's the old way of life, and so here's what he's saying. You need to reject it. You need to make a conscious decision to put it off. So, for instance, if I'm coming home in my work grubbies, and I'm stinking, and Lori wants to go out on the town, we got a babysitter, she's not going to go out with me as long as I'm wearing the work clothes, is she? And if I want to go have a nice evening with her, I've got to make a decision to what? Get a shower, shave, and get dressed right. There's got to be a decision. Is it just going to happen? Am I going to walk in the house and the clothes are just going to be on me? No. Here's the reality. You've got to reject that old way. Now, then he goes to verse 23. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This is where I was blown away. Because before in my thinking, verse 24 should have been verse 23. Let me read verse 24 to you. So he's telling me to put off the old man. And then in verse 24 it says, And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So in my thinking, I used to tell people, we well, put off the old, get rid of that old habit, put on the new. So in my thinking, I would say, put off the old, put on the new. That's what I used to think. Until I was reading through this passage, and God slapped me upside the head and said, What about verse 23? Because without verse 23, you can't do verse 24. So let's look at what verse 23 says. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Here's what he's saying. Renew your mind with God's word. Renew your mind with God's word. See, listen, if I'm going to reject my old... You know, here's the thing. It's, it, it's got to be more than just a decision. It's got to be more than just a decision of rejecting the old way of life. Because we can all make decisions. Have you, have you noticed that? We're good at making decisions. We just had New Year's here, didn't we? How many of you made a resolution? Be honest. Okay, let me ask you a question. How'd you do? Probably that first week you didn't do too well, did you? You forgot that resolution. Here's the reality of what I'm trying to say to you. We can make decisions to put off the old way. And we can make decisions to go to verse 24 and put on the new way, but I'm going to be honest with you, we're going to fail unless we go to verse 23 first. Because in verse 23, I've got to have a whole complete different mindset. And in order for me to handle, to reject, and do what's right, 
my mind's got to change. This is what Paul's saying here. You've got to change your mind. And how you change your mind is by renewing it. And how do I renew it? By the Word of God. In fact, let me go back. Paul says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to the image of this world. What's he saying there? Don't live your life like the rest of everybody else, just in conformity. That's what we all do, don't we? We conform to what's going on around us. And be not conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed. The word is metamorphosis, where you're transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. You've got to have a whole different mindset. Now, how do you get that? By the Word of God. Reading His Word. In fact, that verse right there, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Write that down for those of you who are keeping notes on the back of the uh, back of the uh, bulletin there as we, we go through these points. That's a good parallel verse here. Because, the, you know what, you can stop the outward actions. But unless there's a transformation from the inside out, you're just going to go back to them. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to have victory. But in order for you to be transformed, what do I have to do? I have to be what? Renewed in my thinking. So that's what it goes back to what we talked about last week, isn't it? You and I need to be men and women of what? God's Word. Allow Him to speak to you. And it's not old. I mean, I just told you, even with this message as I was studying it, I mean, I've read through Ephesians many times. It was like, whammo! Wake up, George, there it is. And so now I realize, in order for me to change God, the key to change is what? My mind needs to change. And how do I change my mind? By reading your word. You see it? I mean, if that's, that's a freeing thing, isn't it? Because here's the thing. How many of you tried it? I have. Try to quit doing what's wrong. Try to do what God wants me to do. And what do we do? Fall on our face. Isn't that true? Try to do what's right, because we don't want to do what's wrong anymore. And what do we do? We fall on our face, and we're like, what's going on here? I can't, we've got, you, you're just expecting too much from me. And it's like, man, you're missing the whole process. You're trying to do it on your own, and i got to do it through you. How do I do it through you? By transforming you. And how do I transform you? The instrument of transformation is His Word. God's speaking to you through His Word. Isn't that an awesome thought? I mean, that will change you. So then... We get to the next step there of the focus, and that's this. Verse 24, I've already read it to you. Embrace the new life you've been given. Embrace the new life that you've been given. So look with me at verse 24. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, let's stop there for a moment because there's some powerful things there. There's another place in Ephesians where he describes you and I, and I think we talked about this in phase one, that you and I are his workmanship. And the word can actually be translated masterpiece. Do you realize that you're a masterpiece? You're a Rembrandt. You're a Michelangelo's David. Do you realize that? According to God in his word, you are someone special. You were created to be a wonderful, I mean, you're, you're wonderful. All right, now listen. So here's what he's saying. I'm going to reject that old way of life. I'm going to allow the Word of God to transform my mind, transform who I am. And because of that, I'm going to put on the new man, the new me, the new George, the new you. 
And that new you was created. Look at what it says there, verse 24. We can't miss this. Listen to what it says. Created according to God. So we're being created according to God. God has a plan for you. He's, he wants, he's got you in mind. He's got something for you. You're special. So i got to put on the new person that God created me to be. And then notice how he describes this new person. Look with me at verse 24. In true righteousness and holiness. Wow. Now you say, what does that mean here? I'll help you. One of the biggest struggles that you're going to have in your Christian life, listen to me, folks. One of the biggest struggles that you're going to have in your Christian life is how you see yourself. You understand? Everybody know what I'm talking about? Because you've got an enemy who's real. I know most people don't believe he is real, but he is real. And there's a couple things about our enemy. The Bible describes him as a liar and an accuser. So he will lie to you and he will accuse you. So he'll lie to you about who you are and he will accuse you. He'll go to you and say, well, don't you remember what you did back then? You must not be a good Christian. God must not love you. And we listen to that. Here's the thing. We remember our mistakes, don't we? And believe me, he helps us to remember. Now, here's what I want you to see about this passage. Here's what's wonderful. You and I are to put on the new life. We're to embrace the new life that God gave us. And here's the wonderful thing it says about our new life. It was you and I were created for this. God planned it so that you and I could live in what? True righteousness and holiness. See, you're seen as righteous and holy by God. Isn't that an awesome thought? See, when God looks at you, he's not looking at you based upon what you did. He's not looking at you based upon your failure. He's looking at you based upon what Jesus did. Isn't that awesome? Because here, I can, I can almost guarantee because I was there. I was there. You, you don't want to pray. You don't want to talk with him because you're afraid of what he's seeing. You're afraid of how he sees you. And the reality is, is, boy, what a lie we've been operating under because of how he sees us is what Jesus did for us. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that an awesome thought? So here's what he's saying to me. You know, okay, let's get back to what was the first point. You're different. You're different because of the gospel. And so because you're different, you've got to have a new focus. So I'm going to reject the old way of life, especially as I allow God to transform my mind through his word, and as I allow God to transform my mind through his word, I'm going to embrace the life that he's given me, the life he created me for, that he sees as righteous and holy. Isn't that awesome? That's got to be an awesome thought to you. Because, listen, my friends, listen. Don't allow the enemy to tell you anything different. You say, well, aren't you just kind of brushing over what I did? No, no, no. What you did, if you did wrong, you did wrong. And you need to go to him and confess it. But remember, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us what from all unrighteousness. So if he's cleansing you from your unrighteousness, what are you looking like to him? Righteous. So we're not fluffing off doing wrong. But we're recognizing who we are in Jesus. And we're embracing that life. That's the new focus, my friends. Don't you see it? That's the new focus. Now let's go on. How, how do I do that? How, how is that lived out in my life? And I'm going to give you three quick points here, and then I'm going to show you through these verses how we do that. 
First of all, what he's telling us is, is that if we're going to express that, sinful behavior must be rejected. Sinful behavior must be rejected. And here's what I've got to do then. If I'm going to reject that sinful behavior, it's got to be re- replaced with godly behavior. Replaced with godly behavior. And then there's one final point, and this is the point that I overlooked so much, but now I realize it. It is a result of understanding God's Word. It is a result of understanding God's Word. So let me go through those again. Here's how the focus is expressed. Sinful behavior must be rejected. The next point, replace it with godly behavior. And and how I do that is the next point, it is a result of understanding God's Word. So, okay, everybody got your Bibles? Let's look at what it's there. Look with me. We're going to look at verse 25 through 32, and we're going to see these three principles. Paul's going to illustrate it for us, and you're going to see how you do it. First of all, he says, therefore, put away lying. So that's the bad behavior, right? That's the sinful behavior. I'm to reject putting away what? Lying. He goes on and says, and let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. So here's what I'm going to replace my lying with. I'm going to replace my lying with what? Speaking truth. Now why am I going to do that? Because I have an understanding. What's my understanding? Here's my understanding. Look at it. For we are members of one another. What's he talking about here? We're all part of one body in Christ. We're all part of the church. And you're my brother and sister in Christ. And if I'm going to interact with my brother and sister in Christ as I understand that, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to what to you? I'm going to speak truth to you. Okay, so that's the first one. Let's go on then. Here's what he says. And be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Okay, let's okay, let's break it down again. What's the wrong behavior? Don't be angry and sin. Let me just stop. I've got to qualify that. The issue is being angry and not sinning. It's okay to be angry. It's what you do with it. And here's what he's saying. Don't be angry and sin. So what am I supposed to do? Don't let the issue continue on before the sun goes down. Deal with it before the sun goes down. Now, why am I to deal with it? Here's why. And a lot of you need to listen to this one. And don't let what? Don't give place to the devil. Why? Because if you get angry and you fester on it and you don't deal with it before you're supposed to deal with it, who's going to take control in your life, folks? The devil. Now, here, okay, here's the application. So I'm going to reject that behavior. I'm not going to be sinful as I'm angry. I'm going to deal with it because I recognize I have an understanding. My mind is becoming to understand that if I don't deal with it, what's going to happen, folks? I give Satan an area of my life to control. Okay, do you see how he's applying it? Do you see the new focus that we need to have? See, we don't need to live in defeat. You're different. And how you change it is this. You recognize the behavior, and you guys know what the behavior is. I don't need to sit there and say, well, let's have a group meeting and figure out what the wrong behavior is in our lives. You already know what they are because the Holy Spirit talks to you about them. But you're saying, man, I've tried. I've done. Well, wait a minute now. Maybe you did it the George way. Get rid of the old, put on the new, and, and go for broke and see what happens. And here's what happens. You always fail. But here, you forgot the most important step, allowing God's Word to change your mind. 
You see why the transformation has to take place from the inside out? Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.